Hello, and welcome. Well, I have no respite from this ridiculous show. I'm Bartleby Nehi. I'm not kidding. This has gone on long enough. And I'm here with my brother Artemis. How much longer must we keep up this charade? Whatever is the purpose of this nonsense? We're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks and a magic wardrobe. Traveling through time and space. Investigating the supernatural. You can't answer that question, can you? I knew it. There's no purpose to any of this. You're listening to Metacosmos. And, uh, Artemis? Yeah, there's so much purpose to this. It's kind of an ephemeral purpose. So it's really a little not so simple to just, like, say, this is the purpose of Metacosmos. Because there's a lot of people listening. And each of them have to kind of find their own purpose in their own lives. And kind of add that and then extract it from an episode of Metacosmos. Oh, really? Yeah, because that's what they're doing with, like, everything they're experiencing. They're, like, putting their own uh, filter, like a lens, on their reality. And they're, they're filtering that reality with their own lens. And then what they see back is, uh, like, their filtered version from the purpose that they found in their own life. What's the point of listening to this? Couldn't they find that same meaning and purpose in any other form of media out there? Okay, well, yeah, maybe that's true, because you can always find some sort of metaphorical meaning in, like... An analogy? Yeah, an analogy. You can, like, find some sort of analogous meaning from the things that you watch. Like, you can get it from a billboard if you're really, like, feeling the moment. Uh-huh. But if you, like, happen to not be getting enough from the media around you, Metacosmos is going to probably be a place where you can find, like, the deepest, coolest meanings in your brain. Because not everyone knows how to unlock that, but we do. Oh, I can't believe you're doing this. So, Artemis, are you having some happy holidays? What? Yeah, like, there's all the glee and sparkly lights are getting put up, and people are playing Christmas songs, and it's a really festive time. Are you enjoying it? Bartleby, you know how I feel about this. What do you mean? Well, it's all happening too early. We should be doing a, more of a Thanksgiving extension from here and starting Christmas sometime next week. Well, I've got news for you. When this episode of the podcast comes out, it'll be sometime next week, so everyone will be just about to go into Christmas or having Christmas right when they're listening. Well, everyone doing Christmas right now is doing it too early, and I just won't be having it. You kind of sound like a kind of a Grinch, Artemis. You're kind of scrooging over here. All like, I don't want any of your Christmas spirit. I've got nothing against the Christmas spirit. It's just that sometimes it's happening too soon, and then everyone burns out of it when they need it most. They're just like, oh, I'm done. I've listened to Christmas songs for over a month now, and I need a break. And it's not fair to them, because the time that they're trying to get a break away from all of that is the time that they maybe need it the most. But do they really, Artemis? I think people must obviously need it quite a lot right now if they're going to this much work and trouble to put up all these decorations. That's just a bunch of propaganda. What? Who would propagate something like that besides people who just need decorations to feel good? Well, I think it comes down to trying to make the quarterly profits of corporations seem as bolstered as possible. So they're just boosting the year-end earnings so that they can justify all they've done year-round. Huh. 
Okay, that does sound like something that's happening. I'm not going to like, not going to deny that, but come on. The people need their holidays and no one's got a holiday happening in the days after Christmas because they don't realize that there's days after Christmas that are still Christmas. So they're doing their Christmas days before Christmas. And how can you just get all grumpy about that? I can find a way, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm just, just disappointed. There should be some sort of celebration for at least a week or two. Probably, I think, two weeks after the beginning of Christmas, or at least the beginning of solstice. You know, I'm not arguing against that. I think that's a really great time. I remember the time you taught me the meaning of the 12 days of Christmas. It was really great. We made a whole Christmas special out of it. Honestly, it's probably one of our least embarrassing things we've ever done. And that doesn't say much, because it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, and it's awesome. But that's besides the point, because... I think that you're just missing out on all of the glee you can get with all of the people who are spending a whole month doing Christmas. That's way more Christmas than you ever asked for, Artemis. And it's happening and you're just grumping your way through it like Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, you're going to compare me to Ebenezer Scrooge? Oh, yeah, you kind of dress like him. What? What makes you think I dress like Ebenezer Scrooge? Well, you kind of... Dressed like, uh, you know, what's the dude? Dickens. You're like a Charles Dickens cosplayer, like on a daily basis. I am not. I think Dickens probably dresses like me. Well, okay, maybe, yeah, that's probably true. But I still think that, you know, you're kind of way grumpy and you remind me of Ebenezer Scrooge and Artemis. Is there something you want to open up about? Like, do you have some regrets you want to talk about? What makes you think I want to talk about my regrets? I think it's time that we, you know, maybe talk about the multiverse again, Artemis. What? Why would we want to talk about the multiverse? We're pretty much almost done with all of the multiverse movies. I'm pretty sure everyone has regretted making them at this point, and they all want to go back to regular movies with contained stories. Okay, yeah, maybe that's true, but you, Artemis, I think I'm thinking about, actually, one of the oldest multiverse stories of regret ever. Oh? Speaking of Charles Dickens, this is like a Christmas carol. Wait, is a Christmas carol a multiverse movie? Yeah, it it totally is. I got a letter from Ross. You mean the imaginary listener you made up? No, Ross is real. Uh Uh-huh. And Ross was saying, hey, I love your multiverse episode, the multiverse of mindfulness. That was awesome. Did you ever think about that A Christmas Carol is a multiverse story about regret? No, he has a very good point there, though, now that I think about it. Yeah, because it's all about, like, not just his past regrets, but his future regrets, too. Oh, tell me about it. I have so many future regrets. Yeah, I bet you do. Sometimes I spend a good amount of my time regretting all the time I spend regretting. You know, Artemis, it's okay for you to do that. Really? Yeah, it's time well spent. How? Well, you're getting to know yourself every time you do. So you don't have to regret that time anymore. I'm not so sure about that. There you go. Good job. You're doing great. So yeah. The whole entire thing is that the multiverse is a this realm of places where we get to explore our regrets. And A Christmas Carol is a great example 
of how we explore those regrets because Ebenezer Scrooge looked back on his time with people that in his past where he was like, nope, I got to do business. I got to do all the work, work, work that you lazy bums don't do. And that's why he regretted his youth. And the ghost of Christmas past was like, booyah, bet you don't feel good about that. And then the ghost of Christmas future came and said, look what your life's going to become if you keep doing what you're doing. So there was still time to save Christmas. And it's really important that we don't dwell and like regret things forever when we could start acting now and, you know, just living our lives. You know, that sounds rather nice to live a world where there's no regrets and that we just don't have to have any remorse for our past. But I don't think it's practical, Bartleby. In fact, I think it's unhealthy. What? What do you mean it's unhealthy? Well, when we're living in a world where we just let our regrets flow off of us, as in what Ebenezer Scrooge did at the end of A Christmas Carol, you're setting yourself up to succumb to your worst instincts, your lizard brain instincts. You know, whenever you don't doubt yourself, that's what creates more testosterone in your body and contributes to society's most toxic base instincts of having no remorse whatsoever. Um, I think there's a middle path to, like, no regret and some regret, because I don't think Ebenezer Scrooge was just having no regret. I think he was doing something more, because he wasn't just denying the past he hated. He was using it to fuel the future he wanted. Like, you can use regrets to live a stronger, more bold life. They don't just have to be something that makes you go doubt, doubt, doubt. A regret can be an affirmation. Oh, you know, I'd really never thought about it that way before. Yeah, because, you know, maybe you were too busy in the sadder parts of regrets to know that there is a powerful side of regret that you can embrace and go charging into the world. And, you know, like after Scrooge was visited by the ghosts, he had such a buoyant attitude that he brought to the world. Well, he did have a lot of money to share with people to bring that abundant attitude to the world. Look, Artemis, wealth is not about the money you have. Wealth is kind of like a state of mind. More importantly is that it doesn't matter if you, like, have all that money to share with people at the holiday seasons like Scrooge and instead know that just, like, getting together with the people in your community that you love, even if you're not bringing them lots of presents and even if you're not bringing them lots of, like, vibrant energy, just being in the same space with them is like in the old world before we had all of the petrochemical fuels that we use. There was a lot of need to stay warm and to conserve what BTUs we burn. BTUs? You know, the units of energy. Oh, yes. And so when you want to, like, burn a fire inside a house, if you put more people inside that house, you have to burn less fire because there's people warming up the space with each other and they're each all getting the warmth from that same logs instead of being in separate houses, burning their logs separately. And they can cook their meal in a communal pot and communal cooking would get the most out of their nutrients and their calories. And so coming together for the holidays, even when you're not rich, is like a way to 
get the most out of your calories burnt and your BTUs spent. And it's totally awesome. That's why we come together in the coldest part of the year and share in each other as a form of wealth. And that's what it's all about. And Art- Artemis, I think it's like not that bad that people do it for a month before Christmas. Well, maybe it's not. But, and this is, this is a big but. Ooh, a big booty coming on in. Yeah, make way, everybody. Big booty coming on through. Not that kind of but. I can imagine it is, though, right? Oh, so, just, all right. Now you've completely thrown me off track. You were going to talk about big butts. No, I was going to say that winter is very cold and has barely even started by the time we make it to Christmas proper on the 25th of December. So it's really important that everyone keep coming together in the days that winter's only going to get colder. The sun's getting closer, but we're not going to feel that warmth in the northern latitudes for a very long time. So, yes, I think maybe Christmas is jumping the gun. If everyone's going to get burnt out from all the Christmas carols, don't start them so early. Perhaps it's time we start writing songs about food that we play from Thanksgiving till mid-December. Yes, I'm double-downing on that intent. You've only convinced me further, Bartleby. Artemis, listen to you. There's a fire burning inside of you. Yes, there is. What about it? That, that energy you have. Wow. Wow, that's seriously, that's what I'm talking about. That is what I want to see your regret turn into. Yes, this is living. I can't believe you would do this to me. You're just turning me into some sort of, some sort of circus animal to prance in front of your podcast listeners. To prance in front of Ross, if he even is real or not, I doubt that. That's not nice to say. Ross is out there listening, and Ross is trying to convince you to believe in him. And that's not nice, Artemis. You're trying to convince me to believe in Ross. Oh my, I'm sorry, Ross. He doesn't mean it. I do mean it. Okay, well, either way, I'm really glad to see you got this fire. This is awesome, Artemis. You're alive. It's Christmas. Keep this burning because we're going to need this to stay warm for the coming months ahead. Oh, you know I will have very much of a fire every time you start this ridiculous show again. Please, Bartleby, can we just have a nice, quiet winter without Metacosmos? Artemis, would you really take Metacosmos away from our listeners when they need it most to stay warm? They're going to need your fire. They're going to need your... Gumption in the coming months. I'll give you gumption. So yeah, support for Metacosmos comes from listeners like you. You should always tell your friends about how amazing this show is, how transformative it is, and how they see their own psyches through it enhanced, smarter, better, stronger than ever. Yeah! And you can also support Metacosmos by going to patreon.com slash bluefoot. Because this show is produced by Isaac Bluefoot. And Isaac is awesome. He does a lot of work for us. And he's not a magical talking sock in a magical wardrobe. So any contributions you can give are always appreciated. And we'll keep this show going way longer than Artemis wants it to. Maybe don't do anything Balt will be suggesting. 
Are you saying Isaac shouldn't have patrons on Patreon? Is that your Christmas gift to him this year? Artemis, to get people to not go to Patreon? I didn't say that. Yeah, so other work that Isaac does for the Kinetic Paranormal Society is he makes an entire website at kineticparanormalsociety.com. And not only does he make a website, but he, like, also puts, like, our other podcasts on that same website. So, you know, there's also links you can click on. And Isaac does other podcasts. He also produces Superman, Son of Bell, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. And it's a audiobook podcast. And he does all the voices. And you should listen to it. It's a really cozy thing that's going to get you through your winter. Because winter's really not so cozy on the outside. So make it cozy on the inside with Superman, Son of Al. Go to sonofalpodcast.com and look up Superman, Son of Al. That's E-L. Oh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, additional support for Metacosmos comes from Humboldt Hot Air. Thank you, HumboldtHotAir.org, for having Metacosmos. You're the best. And you know who else is even better than the best? You. Out there. Listening. You're setting up imaginary standards, Balta, because there's no one listening. So there's, how could anything be better than the best? Our listeners know they are. Because we're giving them that good ego boost that they need to keep cozy through the winter. So keep it up, guys. Tell everyone about us. Bye-bye. I love you. Bartleby, we really can stay warm by other means this winter. Have you heard of books? Artemis, are you suggesting a book burning? Oh, man. I can't believe it. You of all people. That's not what I'm saying.